Sasuke Fett here once again. Let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. We got us a good one today. The primer's hit. The powder's lit. Shout out to the Black Powder Primers. Thank you for listening. Thank you for coming back. Uh, this story is very interesting today. Uh, <laughs> traveling with a firearm. But yeah, I'm sorry. I'm still kind of in disbelief about this one. This happened October 12th, 2021, at a, and it was covered at 7.52 by WSB-TV Atlanta, Channel 2 News. And I quote, French man charged, airline employee suspended after TSA finds guns and luggage. Nearly a dozen guns hidden inside one man's luggage bound for an international flight from Atlanta has left one Frenchman facing charges and an airline employee facing suspension. Channel 2 investigative reporter Mark Wynn says that according to the account of an agent for the Homeland Security Investigations, Keenan Lahome checked two bags for his international flight and those bags were sent into the TSA screening area. The same agent says that the TSA agents became suspicious after watching his luggage move through scanners at Hartsfield-Jackson International Airport. Agents found a piece of karaoke machine in one bag and the speaker to the karaoke machine in the other. Both karaoke machine pieces were opened up and nine handguns were found inside, as well as two AR, as they quote, slash M4 lower units, which is the lower receiver. Each of them was wrapped in aluminum foil, which he told agents he did to avoid detection. When learned that an AR lower unit typically refers to the receiver portion of an AR-15, a semi-automatic rifle. I don't know why they have it listed as AR slash M4 lower. And then in the actual video, he quoted it as an M16. I think they were just thrown out rifle designation numbers. I don't know, but regardless. Sources told Wynn that Lahome was traveling with a airline employee who was a close relative when he was stopped. The HSI agent's report goes on to say that the, the uh, security and Atlanta police asked Lahome to come to their office voluntarily where he was met by two ATF special agents. Lahome reportedly admitted to the agents that he was taking firearms to St. Martin to resell them for a profit. He said he brought them from the trunk of a car in Noonan. Already off to a good start. He did not place the barrels of the firearms into his luggage because the supplier told him that would make exporting them illegal. But here in America, we don't really view the barrel as the weapon. We view the lower receiver as the weapon, which anytime you purchase a lower receiver, they usually want you to register it through an FFL. But if you purchase a barrel from somewhere else, you can purchase it without having to go through an FFL. But even worse, <laughs> Lahome was aware that exporting the firearms were was illegal. The airport spokesperson released a statement saying that the employee in question has been placed on suspension pending an investigation, but more than likely, if you have any involvement with anybody that is illegally doing anything, it's not going to end well. Uh, the statement also said that the airport is aware of the incident and they are cooperating with law enforcement and TSA officials. Uh, the attorney that was representing Lahome for a statement, well, did not leave a statement. So I'm thinking this is pretty big right now. And ironically enough, this is happening in the year where we've had a new record for illegal firearms being taken through uh, the TSA security checkpoints. Um, again, abcactionnews.com. Record number of guns found at TSA checkpoints in 2021. Um, it states, and this is, 
printed October 13th, 2021. So this is recent. More guns have been stopped at TSA security checkpoints this year than any year before. And there are still two months left in 2021. TSA officials say a 20 year record was set for the number of guns stopped in passenger carry on bags. As of October 3rd, TSA officers stopped a new record of 4,495 airline passengers from bringing guns into, on the planes. The previous record was 4,432 firearms caught at checkpoints for all of 2019. All right, get those numbers up. Those are rookie numbers. Nah, just a joke. TSA officers discovered 11 firearms and carry-on bags at airport checkpoints per million passenger screens so far in 2021. This is a quote. This compares to five firearms per million passengers in 2019. The number of firearms that our TSA officers are stopping at airport checkpoints is alarming, said TSA Administrator David Pikoski. Firearms, particularly loaded firearms, introduce unnecessary risk at checkpoints, have no place in the passenger cabin of an airplane, and represent a very costly mistake for passengers who attempt to board a flight with them. A aircraft is compressed, so if you fire off any form of firearm inside that compressed cabin, the cabin will decompress and potentially put that aircraft at risk for, let's just say, major game over. Passengers can follow proper packaging guidance for firearms uh, on the TSA website and check baggage and declare them to their airline at check-in. TSA also advises that travelers know state and local firearm laws for each point of travel prior to departure to ensure they transport firearms in accordance with applicable law. Airlines may have additional requirements for traveling with firearms and ammunition, so travelers should also contact the airline regarding firearm and ammunition carriage policies prior to arriving at the airport. The TSA can issue steep fines when passengers bring firearms to the airport checkpoints based on previous offenses and if the firearm is loaded. <laughs> passengers can bring guns and check baggage when they are unloaded and packed in a locked, hard-sided case. The passenger must declare and present the case with the firearm at the airline check-in counter and inform the airline representative of their intention to travel with their firearms. Firearms are transported with the check baggage and are placed in cargo hold of the aircraft. So we will be visiting that TSA website in order to get the actual breakdown of how you were supposed to present your firearm when you're in the airport. It's a very simple method. I've seen it done multiple times. There should be no issues and as far as feeling that you always need to carry, there comes the responsibility of, once again, carrying properly, carrying responsibly. There's really no reason for you to carry a firearm on board any aircraft. There's no such thing as a tap and rack on a tarmac. Airport security, one way or another, will prevent you from doing it. When a flight attendant comes by, they don't ask you pretzels, cookies, or, or caliber. It is important that you follow the rules of traveling as well as keeping in mind the reciprocity of the place you're traveling to. It's just as important as knowing as how to travel with a firearm. You cannot carry on an airplane. Also to follow up further on that article, I don't think buying a firearm from a shady trunk man located somewhere in Noonan is a safe bet. There is such things as firearm smuggling or trafficking. If you are even going to purchase a firearm, you need an FFL, which is a federal firearms licensed dealer for certain specific firearms purchases. I would say, if not certain, pretty much all firearm purchases. I could be wrong in that, but nonetheless, you need somebody as a go-between in order to make sure that you are handling this legally. 
even if it was a gift, there are certain rules to giving firearms to someone as a gift. For example, requirement number one of giving someone a firearm as a gift, both the gift giver and the receiver must be residents of the same state. And this is from the uslawshield.com website. They know what they're talking about because they handle firearm insurance. Requirement number two, the receiver must be able to legally possess the gifted firearm under Georgia law. You're not going to buy a four-year-old an AR-15 or a handgun, even a Red Ryder BB gun. That's just not going to happen. You will shoot your eye out, kid. So, hey, no handguns for anyone who is underage. And the age limit for a handgun, person must be over 18 with no felony convictions or pending felony cases. No misdemeanor convictions for family violence and must not be a first offender of their probation. For a rifle, there's no minimum age, but all rules of lawful possession must be met. And as far as straw purchases, the straw purchase arises when someone asks you to purchase a gun for him or her. They then give you money to purchase the gun and you complete the purchase. That is a straw man's purchase and is a violation of federal law. So basically, they will go to the FFL, pick out a firearm, utilize the money of the person who may not fit the, the uh, qualifications of having a firearm, purchase that firearm, then hand that firearm over to the person who cannot legally own that firearm. What if you wish to gift a firearm to someone who resides out of state? You must transfer the gift through an FFL in the home state of the recipient. Find an FFL in your state, ship it to the FFL to the recipient state. So basically you are shipping through that licensed dealer so they can ship it to another licensed dealer and then the person that you're shipping it to or gifting it to will have to go to that licensed dealer in order to make a pickup. It's almost like a middle layer of trading. So not only do you have to pay for shipping and handling of that firearm, but you also have to pay the FFL. So if you're shipping a tank barrel, it's not gonna be pretty. Transporting a gifted firearm, you can transport it so long as you are otherwise lawful to possess it. Remember, you are lawful to possess a handgun if you're over the age of 18, no pending felonies or felony convictions, no misdemeanor crimes of domestic violence, and no first offender probations. You can carry it anywhere in your vehicle, loaded or unloaded. The rules are the same for a rifle or shotgun, except there are no age restrictions on rifles or shotguns. Neither federal law nor state law provides a minimum age for possession, possession of long guns or ammunition for long guns. But this isn't a gift. This was somebody who was illegally, knowingly purchasing almost a dozen firearms, ranging from handguns to, as the news likes to call, weapons of war, AR, AK, 15, 10, 47, 35s. So when it comes to visitors of St. Martin, you may not carry any form of firearm, spear, guns, etc. Let's go ahead and go further into that. You may not carry any form of firearm, spear gun, pole spears, illegal drugs, live plants or cuttings, and raw fruits and vegetables. Visitors over 18 may bring in duty-free items intended for personal use, generally up to four liters of alcohol, which is kind of counterproductive because why would you travel to St. Martin with alcohol? That's like going to Italy for spaghetti or Jamaica for rum doesn't make any sense but regardless if you want to carry four liters of good old red white and blue Budweiser or whatever cool but Budweiser doesn't have a high alcoholic content you know what I'm talking about but don't be that stupid uh, you can also bring in a carton of cigarettes or 25 cigars 
again, bringing in cigars to a place that may have cigars or, for example, DR, they have cigars there. Uh, as well as laptops, cell phones, and cameras. You should collect receipts for all purchases made aboard. You must also declare on your customs form the nature and value of gifts received during your stay abroad. If you use any medication that contains control, uh, yeah, control substance or requires injection, carry an original prescription or note from your doctor. Long story short, sticking to the point that's important to this topic, you cannot bring in firearms. Period. Especially if they are illegal firearms. Period. The United States, we know the reciprocity and where we can and where we cannot carry. If you do not do the research on the country that you are going to, you will have to do the research on the consequences of that country you're going to firsthand. So don't do it. As a matter of fact, back in 2017, the Minister of Justice made a announcement as far as a more restrictive possession of firearms. It basically goes, the meat and potatoes of it is, the public is hereby informed that anyone who is in possession of a gun or ammunition without being licensed to do so should hand over the gun to the police under the firearms ordinance. Also, if a license holder dies, his survivor must hand over the firearm as well as the ammunition to the police. So again, you need to have a license that is issued in St. Martin, which makes sense because if you're a local there, you will need to have local documentation. So your USCCA insurance or your US law shield insurance or whatever you have, or your carrying permit that you may have purchased in Georgia is no longer valid because you're going to a different country. But that's just international travel. And if you go look on the actual carrier's website, they will tell you, you cannot do X, Y, and Z. There's one that even says, neither firearms nor ammunition are allowed on international flights, even if they are in a checked bag. And this is from a carrier that does not want to deal with the potential for you to make a mistake and get them on the news, which I can definitely understand, especially seeing as how travel is trying to pick back up. They're trying to get back into the good graces of the public. And you, being an idiot, taking your Red Rider BB gun to, I don't know, South Korea not declaring it is not going to help them make any bank. There's another carrier that breaks it down by country, UK, South Korea, South Africa. And even further, they talk about fireworks or explosives. Looking underneath that subject, first thing I see is don't even think about it. But regardless, stated directly on the TSA website, when it comes to traveling and firearms, it says you need to comply with the laws concerning possession of firearms as they vary by local, state, and international governments. If you're traveling internationally with the firearm and check baggage, please check the U.S. Customs and Border Protection website for information and requirements prior to travel. Declare each firearm each time you present it for transport as checked baggage. Ask your airline about limitations or fees that may apply. There are certain limitations whenever it comes to carrying a certain amount of ammo. For example, there's one airline that I believe will allow you to carry 11 kilograms of ammo, but that varies potentially by each airline. This is where your research comes in at. Uh, firearms must be unloaded and locked in the hard-sided container and transported as check baggage only. As defined by 49 CFR 1540.5, a loaded firearm has a live round of ammunition or any component thereof 
in the chamber or cylinder or in magazine inserted in the firearm. Only the passenger should retain the key or combination to, um, to the lock unless TSA personnel request the key to open the firearm container to ensure compliance with TSA regulations. Basically, to make sure that you do not have a live round chambered. You may use any brand or type of lock to secure your firearm case, including TSA recognized locks, which TSA recognized locks help out because the TSA does have certain keys they can utilize to get into the lock without having to call you to make sure everything is okay. But regardless, whenever you do check in and pick up your firearm, you will need to be there in the presence of TSA, customs, whomever. Bringing an unloaded firearm with accessible ammunition to the security checkpoint carries the same civil penalty or fine as bringing a loaded firearm to the checkpoint. You may find information on civil penalties at the civil enforcement page. That's probably also on TSA website as well. I'll double check that in one minute. Firearm parts, including magazines, clips, for you M1 fans out there, bolts and firing pins are prohibited in carry-on baggage, but may be transported in check baggage. Replica firearms, including firearm replicas that are toys, may be transported in check baggage only. Rifle scopes are permitted in carry-on and check baggage. So rifle scopes are cool. I remember one time there was a somebody that had a lightsaber and TSA was actually going crazy over that. So. I guess you can also add lightsabers on there as well. If you take out the kyber crystal, it should be okay to transport, but if not, make sure you put that kyber crystal in your carry-on. Could be consequences, repercussions. For ammunition, ammunition is prohibited in carry-on baggage, but may be transported in check baggage. Fire magazines and ammunition clips, whether loaded, ammunition clips, whether loaded or empty, must be securely boxed or included with a hard within a hard side case containing unloaded firearm. So you can then include your magazines or your quote unquote clips in the same hard sided case as your firearm. They can be loaded or unloaded. Regardless, they cannot be within the gun. Very small chance of a round going off whenever the round is not chambered. I don't even think it's possible. I could be wrong. Stranger things have happened, but nonetheless, they do not want to see the magazine inside the firearm. You also have small arms ammunition up to 0.75 caliber and shotgun shells of any gauge. They must be packed in the fiber such as cardboard, wood, plastic, or metal box specifically designed to carry ammunition and declared to your airline. Ammunition may be transported in the same hard sided lock case as a firearm if it has been packed as described above. You cannot use firearm magazines or clips for packing ammunition unless they completely enclose the ammunition. Firearm magazines and ammunition clips, whether loaded or empty, must be boxed or included within a hard side lock case. Please check with your airline for quantity limits for ammunition. So there you have it. It is not a hard thing to do. As of 2020, there was a massive increase of not just firearm purchases, but first time firearm ownership. So do not fall into the whole trap of thinking that you can legally carry everywhere and you can legally carry on board an aircraft and you can legally pack your firearm and go to another country. That is not exactly the best way to think. You need to keep in mind, you now have a large responsibility and need to show a large form of respect in this new community that you've just become a part of. This isn't the wild, wild west. This is the best way to change the image that is not only displayed on media and movies, even on YouTube channels. It's the best way to change that image because it's already bad enough that the government perceives us as children. 
careless children walking around with dangerous items that could potentially hurt the other children. Because let's call it what it is. The government does want to ban all firearms and they feel that the only people that should have firearms are the rich. There are also other rich people that share that mentality. There is a peaceful way to prove that they are incorrect, just like there is a peaceful way to take back our black image from the media, from the movies, get back our image as far as being protective and caring about our community and tear it away from the image of we just a bunch of pansagging thugs with no life and nothing to live for. That's one of the ultimate goals of why I created this podcast. But that's another story. I know I'm about to get all passionate. I'll probably do a follow-up episode, but nonetheless, that's all I got today. Hopefully I've helped you out as far as trying to figure out how to travel with your firearm. If you don't have anything to legally transport that firearm once you get to your location after getting out the plane, please, please, please just don't travel with it at all. Always do your research. Always carry smart. Always carry safely. Thank you very much for tuning in to the Black Powder Podcast. I hope to have some good interviews for you soon. Until then, this has been another Mag Dump.